Well, hello, Emmaus family, once again. Uh, sure miss getting to be in person with you guys. I know I feel like a broken record with that, but it's just the truth. I miss getting to worship with you guys and, and be in person, but we'll just continue praying that that day is going to come sooner than later. And so join us in that, in that uh, prayerful anticipation of when that day comes. Uh, this morning, we're going to dive into the Word of God, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will just encourage you and build you up in this time. And so before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer real quick. Father, I love you and I thank you for your grace and your goodness. And Lord, I pray that even though people are out of their normal element of being together with other believers to worship and, 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 and hear the word of God right now, that you would still just use this time in greater ways than we could even imagine. Lord, I pray that your spirit would just flow in and through people in their homes right now and through families. And Lord, I pray for those that are maybe even tuning in that, that don't normally attend church. I pray, Lord, that they would know that you love them, that you are good, and that life is found in you. So, Lord, this time it's yours. Do with it as you please. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I want to start off by telling you just a little story. Um, several years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Wyoming with some guys. And one of the things that we did while we were there is one morning we were going to get up really early before the sun came up and we were going to go and try to scout and look at a herd of elk that we were interested in. Okay, And so we knew from a map where we wanted to get to, but we wanted to be there before light. And so we were kind of in this conundrum, you know, can we actually find our way to the spot we want to get to before the sun comes up? Um, and so as we we're talking about this, the lodge we were staying at had a guy there that was a guide. And so we talked to him, and thankfully he agreed to lead us to that spot before the sun came up. So we got up early that morning. He led the way. We followed him through these mountains and fields and woods and all these different things, and we got to the spot that we needed to be. And I remember as we were actually leaving that day during the daylight hours, looking at everything that we had passed through in the dark, and I just remember thinking how thankful I was that we had that guide to follow. Because without him, I really am not so positive that we would have gotten to the place that we needed to be. And so I was super, super thankful for, for him and his leadership in that and guiding us on that path. That leads me to a question and I'm going to say this question over and over throughout the message this morning, but the question is simple, and the question is this. Who do you follow? Who do you follow? You know, we live in a world where we have the, the famous Instagram, right, that's out there. It's probably more famous, it seems, than Facebook these days. But on Instagram, you follow people, and when you do that, you get to see the different videos or images or this, that, and the other that they're putting out. And you kind of follow along their life and what they're doing, and you see and experience that with them by following them on Instagram. Uh, people follow celebrities. Whether they be from Hollywood, maybe it'd be a professional athlete or something, but people follow their lives and, and they see what they're putting out there, what they're up to. We follow uh, celebrities in that way even. 
Here's another one. Man, we know that people are devout followers of certain news sources. We've got people who follow very closely the things that come from CNN or the things that come from Fox, and they know the message that's coming out and the news that's happening from those sources, and they, and they follow those things. People follow certain political figures. I mean, the list goes on and on, and, and none of those are bad in and of themselves. I hope you know that, but the reality is we're always following certain people, and, and my question was, once again, is who do you follow? Who do you follow? Because to follow someone means that you go where they go, or you often even do what they do, or will say what they say. You think along the same lines of them. And if you're following somebody, what that in essence means then is that they are the leader. They're the ones leading. So who do you follow? You know, when it comes to, and I think you guys know where I'm getting with this. We're not there yet, right? But we know we're, we're to ultimately follow Jesus. That's who we're to follow. That's where we're going with this. But one of the people that I have followed for years now that's been a tremendous encouragement to me in my life and just following the Lord has been a man named Ravi Zacharias. And Ravi, uh, many of you may know or have heard of him, but he is battling cancer right now, and he's not doing well at all and um, probably does not have much time left. And it was really encouraging and interesting because on the way here, Right before I actually got here, um, I saw a deal that was put out by one of his co-workers who got to go visit him um, in his home as he's sick right now. And he said, and I want you just to hear what, what Ravi said, and um, just found it really encouraging for even what we're going to talk about right now. Uh, his co-worker said this, he said, although he can only speak in a whisper, his passion for Jesus Christ, for the gospel, and for the heart and vision of our team is unwavering. If anything, there were moments when you could only say that his passion burns even brighter. And he's on his deathbed pretty much. His message to us in many ways was very straightforward. And I want you to hear what he said. He said, keep following Christ and keep preaching the gospel. And it was really encouraging to me knowing that I was going to come up here and encourage us to follow Jesus Christ, that this man of God on his deathbed, his last maybe words to these people was, keep following Jesus Christ. Who do you follow? Jesus calls us to follow him. In Matthew chapter 16, in verse 24, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. You see, to be a Christian or a disciple of Jesus means that you must follow Jesus. That's what he says very clearly right there. There's so many examples in the Bible. The story of the rich young ruler, um, you know, in Matthew 19, he, this, this young man, he comes to Jesus and he asks him a question. He says, what must I do to inherit or to have eternal life? And Jesus tells him to go and sell all of his possessions and give them to the poor. And that's not saying that all of us to have eternal life must do that. But he knew that in this man's life that that was his treasure, his most prized possession, that he'd have to be willing to, to give in order to have Jesus. And so, but he says, go give or go sell all your possessions and give it to the poor and then come and follow me. He says, follow me. When Jesus calls the disciples he tells them those very words as well. In Matthew chapter 4, 19 and 20, it says this, Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. 
At once they left their nets and followed him. Jesus tells them, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Perhaps that's the translation that you have. What's interesting to me about uh, just thinking about that and the call of the disciples, um, Jesus tells them, in essence, the very same thing, the very first words that he says to them and the very last words. When he calls them to follow him, he says, I'm going to make you fishers of men, meaning I want you to go out and share the good news, the gospel with people and, and catch people, if you will, to come and to follow me. At the, the very, some of the very last words that Jesus says in the Great Commission was, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So he tells them at the very beginning and the very end to go and make disciples, to go make more followers of me, of Jesus Christ. Guys, we are to follow Jesus. Is that who you follow? Where it becomes interesting for me in thinking about the idea of following Jesus Christ is that so many people say that they're followers of Jesus, but in reality, their lives look nothing like his life. They don't look like the life of Jesus. In certain areas of my life, I need to grow in that because I, if I take an inventory of my own life sometimes, I'm like, man, I sure don't seem like a follower of Jesus here. Um, but you see, a follower of Jesus means that you do what God says. Many people say, though, I follow what the, the Lord, I follow Jesus. But if you look at their lives, man, they just don't do what the Word of God says. And that is not what a follower of Jesus is or does. For example, you guys, my, my kids play this game all the time. I'm sure all of us have played this game at some point uh, or, or another. It's follow the leader, right? My kids play it, and it's a very simple game that you probably understand. But there's one person. They're the leader. Everybody else follows them, and whatever they do, the people behind them do. If they say something, the other people uh, say the same thing. So if the leader is walking and quacking like a duck and doing their arms like this, that's what everybody else does. If they're skipping, everybody skips behind them. Follow the leader is the game, and everybody does what the leader does as they follow them. That's what it's supposed to look like as we follow Jesus Christ, that we would be imitators of Christ, that we would do what Jesus tells us to do, that we would act like Jesus did, that we would take on that very character of Jesus Christ. But that's not always what happens. And somehow, as Christians, we have become really good at bending the rules when it comes to following Jesus Christ. It's almost like we think that it's sufficient to agree with what Jesus says and does and even tells us to do as his followers, that if we just agree with it intellectually, then we're okay, that we don't actually have to do those things. But friends, that's not what a true follower is. A follower does what they are told to do by the leader. And you know, one of the things that was a big wake-up call for me and my personal relationship and journey with, with the Lord was realizing that I, two things, honestly. First, realizing that I knew about Jesus, that I didn't really know him. And, and so that was the first thing. But then the second thing that was a huge wake-up call for me in my life was realizing that I didn't do what the Bible said. I knew what the Bible said and what was right and what was correct, but I didn't actually do what it said. And I realized that I was actually following the ways of this world in my flesh in a greater way than I was the Word of God. And that was a big wake-up call for me to realize, man, I don't really know this Jesus. And one of the ways that I definitely know I don't know Jesus is because I really don't even care to do what His Word says to do. 
And that was a big wake-up call for me. In Luke chapter 6, in verse 46, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? How can you call me master? How can you call me Lord, he's saying, and not do what I'm calling you to do? In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, very sobering passage through here, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Are you following Jesus? Are you truly, truly following Jesus? And friends, I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect because you're not. You're not going to follow the Lord perfectly because we're not perfect, okay? But are you following Jesus? Do you follow the American dream more so than the ways of Christ? Are you more concerned with hearing from CNN or Fox than hearing from the Spirit of God? I mean, think about that realistically. Where, where, where are you tuned into more in your life? To the things that the world is saying to you or to the things that the Holy Spirit of God is speaking into your life? Do you live by the flesh or do you live by the Word of God? Do you follow the ways of our culture or the ways of God? I mean, the list could go on and on, but who do you follow? And friends, I got to tell you, follow Jesus, obey His Word, trust Him alone. And Jesus is so good to us. Because he lets us know that, you know, when it comes to following him, that that doesn't mean that it's going to be a life of luxury and ease. He told the disciples, and his word is very clear, that if you follow him, like he, Jesus even said himself, he's like, I don't even have a place to lay my head right now. So if you're going to follow me, there's going to be times you may not even know where you're going to lay your head. He says, people hate me and they will hate you as well. You will face persecution as you follow me. I hope you understand that. Jesus told them that they would have to take up their cross and follow him to do so. Meaning that, you know, to follow Jesus means that we're willing to do so even at the expense of our very life, if that's what it takes. That's what it looks like to follow Jesus. And he doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't act like that everything's just going to be perfect. But often I think people come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and, and they feel like that's what it's going to be, just this easy, super smooth life. But I promise you, friends, that while it's not easy always and the, and the road is narrow, that gate, that path is narrow and hard, okay, and, and difficult at times, it is worth it. It is so worth it. It absolutely is. Because with Jesus, we have forgiveness of sins. We have eternal life. We have peace. We have purpose. All those things. But understand, it's also marked with difficulty at time. So, you know, when it comes to following Jesus, I think we all probably have a decent understanding of what that looks like. To follow Jesus means that we need to obey him that we need to obey his word, do what it says. We need to care for the poor. We need to love our neighbors. We need to forgive one another. We need to love our enemies. We need to sacrifice for the good of others. We need to be giving. We need to be serving, growing in a relationship with the Lord, right? Standing for the things of God, standing against Satan, and ultimately just our lives be characterized by love. I mean, I mean, that's what it looks like to follow Jesus in a nutshell. Just he is the leader. We are following him um, in, in all of our ways. But one of the other questions that's maybe a little more difficult for some of you might be why? You know, why should I follow Jesus? Why should I follow him? And, you know, one of the main reasons that I think we should follow Jesus is because all of the evidence in the world points to Jesus being who he really said he was. 
You see, following Jesus is not a blind faith. It's not a blind faith whatsoever. Some people act like it is, but it's not because there's overwhelming evidence that shows us through historical evidence, archaeological evidence, manuscript evidence. There's all sorts of evidence out there that says that Jesus Christ really is who he said he was. That the things that we read about in Scripture are, in fact, true. So Jesus said that he was, in fact, God. And if Jesus really is God, and he is, everything that he says we have to take as of the greatest importance. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus said in John chapter 14, in verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. You see, Jesus Christ is God's only, only provision for man's sin. There is no other way to have forgiveness of sins and experience eternal life and abundant life here and now except through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life, he says. That should be reason enough right there to follow after Jesus. But then the other thing is, and I think this is more true than ever, is we need to know what is true in life. We absolutely need to know what is true in life. Jesus said, right, what is he? He is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. We, and in our day and time that we live in right now, and, and I heard a, a guy quote this the other day, and I thought it was phenomenal. He said this, we live in a day and time where we have never had more information and less truth. And I think that is profound because literally we have so much information at our fingertips from anywhere and everywhere that it's hard to know what is legitimately true from the media. And everybody thinks that their sources are the truthful ones, like that they are the legitimate sources. But the, the unfortunate reality is you don't even know if what you're hearing from the media is truthful anymore. The internet in general, it's become more and more difficult to know what is true. You can have two doctors with the exact same degree, from the same, um, with the same training, from the same university, same experience, all these different things, and they can tell you two different things. When it comes to understanding the Word of God, Lord, I love the internet, but boy, it's difficult at the same time because you can have two pastors, you can have two theologians, whoever, okay, with degrees from the same seminary, with the same whatever, and they will look at the same Bible passage and they will tell you two different things. How on earth are we to know what is true? We have access to more information than ever, but less truth. And I really believe that. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus is truth and his word is truth. You can hang your hat on that. So if you want the truth and we need the truth because the truth is what guides us. The truth is what leads us and sets us free, right? It's found in the word of God. Fill your mind with truth. And I also believe that one of the reasons we should follow Jesus is because of something that Pascal said, and I think it is so true. He said this in a nutshell. He said that there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man and woman that cannot be filled with the created, but only the creator. You see, there is something inside the heart of every human being that longs to be filled with Jesus Christ. But ultimately, we try to fill it with all of the created when it can only be satisfied with the Creator, with Jesus Christ. Remember, He is God's only provision for our sins. It's only by giving our life to Jesus that we finally find the satisfaction and fulfillment and purpose and hope and peace that we've been searching for our whole lives. Some of you 
you may be watching and you've spent years and years and years trying to find the truth in life and what will bring you ultimate fulfillment. Guys, it's only going to be found in Jesus Christ. That is why we are to follow him and to give our lives to him. And the beautiful thing about following Jesus is that you quickly realize that the things that he tells you to do and the things to let go of, especially those things to let go of, are ultimately the things that were going to destroy you. We need Jesus. He is our everything. And if you know if you don't follow Jesus, I want to encourage you to seek truth because I think when you seek truth, it will lead you to Jesus And in Jesus, you can have everything that you're looking for and everything that you desire in life. And in fact, I would argue that if you've never given your life to Christ, no matter how wonderful your life may have been, you truly have never experienced life in its fullest. You absolutely haven't. So who do you follow? Guys, remember, Jesus will one day return and he will judge all mankind. Each of us will stand before him one day and give an account for our lives And he will either say to us, well done, good and faithful servant, and we'll get to spend eternity with him. Or he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And we will spend eternity separated from him. Give your life to Jesus. Truly follow him. Surrender your life to him so that you can hear those absolutely beautiful words. I want to finish by sharing Matthew Chapter 16 and verse 25, it says, Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Jesus says, follow me, because it leads us to truly finding life. We can try to do it on our own. We can try to satisfy that that void in our heart, in our life, but ultimately it leads to death. The only thing that will truly bring us life is when we lay down our life and surrender it to Jesus and let him breathe true life into us. Friends, I want to encourage you, maybe you should share this video. Maybe you should share it with some friends and family that may never maybe come to church, I don't know, and then ask them afterwards, who do you follow? Because there's no greater question that we can answer in our lives. Who do you follow? I want to encourage you, follow Jesus. He is good, he is hope, he is peace, and in him is found true life. Guys, I love you. God bless you. We'll see you soon.